Greetings. My name is Anthony Fort. I am a songwriter and composer from the UK, and I created this podcast to stimulate a deeper discussion of the creative process. I have a PhD in music theory from Columbia University in New York, and I've taught composition at the University of Cambridge. And one thing I've learned over the years is that when it comes to being creative, technical knowledge is not enough. When we're being creative, we are using our minds in a different way. And it's that different way of using our mind that I'm interested in exploring. I was nervous about recording an episode today. Um, In previous weeks, I've recorded the podcast episode about a day or two after finishing a song. And because of that, I felt quite confident talking about my craft. But as it happens, I'm currently in the middle of a being stuck phase which has left me feeling a little less sure of myself. Um, But I decided to go ahead anyway because being creative involves being stuck a lot of the time, if not most of the time. So what I decided to do was to try and articulate what it feels like to be stuck right now and to explain how I've tried to work through it. What I'm aiming to get from this exercise is just a slightly better insight into the thought patterns that make me stay stuck. This won't be a comprehensive survey of stuckness, but perhaps the one or two things I describe here might be things that you have experienced, and maybe hearing them articulated will help you find your own ways of working through them in the future. The tricky thing about music is that it's always unfolding in time. To think about music means to imagine snippets of music playing in your head. In other words, if I'm thinking about a part of a song that I'm working on, I'm going to spend my time thinking through or playing through that part from start to finish. As music, it only exists while it's being played or imagined. And so there is simply no other obvious way to think about it than to listen to it as it passes by. And when something is passing us by, as music does, we have very little time to comprehend it. Of course, we can play the same bit as many times as we like, but each time we can only hold it in our attention for a moment before it's gone. So when we talk about being stuck on a musical idea, it's not that the music is paused at the precise moment that we're stuck on. The moment in the song that you're stuck on is just that, a moment. And even though we see it coming from a few seconds before, trying to fix it is like trying to repair something when you yourself are in a moving vehicle whizzing past it. I suspect this could be a feature of thought in general. A musical idea is, after all, just a sequence of thoughts. This musical idea or thought goes to this musical idea or thought, goes to this one, and so on. It's what I call a thought cascade that is triggered way back, that can't be halted once it's set off. So for now I just want to introduce that concept of a thought cascade, a rapid sequence of seemingly unavoidable thoughts, which is experienced as a feeling of inevitability as a passage of music is unfolding in our minds. I don't have much more to say about that idea at the moment, so I'll table that for another day. But what I will mention about these thought cascades is how surprisingly addictive they are. 
If I try out a musical idea that isn't very good, the rational thing to do would be to discard it straight away and start looking for a better one. But that's very rarely what I actually end up doing. Instead, I typically ruminate on it, and as I've already mentioned, ruminating on a musical idea simply means playing over it many, many times. It strikes me that there are two possibilities. One possibility is that this ruminating practice is actually beneficial. Perhaps for, say, every 10 times you run past an idea, you notice one more feature of it that will eventually help you make an improvement. That possibility was not one that I dwelt on today, so I won't go into it now, though it seems to me worthy of more reflection in the future, for sure. Uh, the other possibility is that this repetitive behaviour is not beneficial, and so this got me thinking about why we would engage in thought patterns like this if they are not beneficial. And the theory that I was toying with was that in these moments I'm trapped by a half-good idea. In other words, the times when I get most stuck are not when things are going really bad, it's when things are just okay. I'll have a musical idea that is not great, but which is better than a handful of alternatives that I'm aware of. And this half good idea is just good enough that my brain won't give it up. My brain would rather dwell on this half good idea than entertain other ideas which are probably going to be worse. Isn't that so true of life in general, hey? Anyway, now, somewhere out there is a solution which sounds even better than the okay one. But the probability of finding that solution is low. I know it's there because the very fact that something we're working on sounds suboptimal proves to me the existence of a better solution yet to be discovered. When we listen to our musical ideas and they seem to peter out, that acknowledgement of a dip in quality is an acknowledgement that there is potential in the material that we've started with. In a funny way, as I've told my students in the past, being unsatisfied with your material is a good sign that your brain actually believes it could find something better, if only it knew where to look. But I digress. The main insight that I had today was to realise that the times when I get most stuck are the times when what I have sounds okay. And the okay ideas can actually be mildly addictive. Think of them as a not great piece of confectionery. It's not delicious, but you eat it anyway and you kind of wish you didn't. And having these okay ideas makes it very hard to entertain alternatives because your brain knows that the probability of getting something better than what you've already got is low, even though it's only by experimenting that you stand a chance of finding that excellent solution and it's excellence that you want to strive for. I don't think you need to compromise in art the way that sometimes you have to compromise in life. I think with art, it's something you're doing of your own free will, so you might as well set the highest standard for yourself. So that's one thing I noticed today. Um, here are a couple of others that I would also like to explore more in the future. 
Firstly, I noticed an interesting process that was taking place as I was trying to work through this difficult passage. I decided that to make progress I had to try and push forward anyway, even though I wasn't super happy with what I had done. Occasionally I have written a song that I consider quite bland, and then I've done what I call a cover version of that song, and I'll pretend that I'm taking some random song by someone else that I don't care much for, and I'm going to demonstrate my skill by elevating it to a new level. I have found that doing this can help me detach my ego from the song a little bit. Uh, also, because a part of me believes you can always make an interesting arrangement of any old song, I find the task a little less intimidating, even though it's essentially the same task, just presented differently. So the idea here was that I would spend a bit of time today generating my bland version so that it would be ready to do uh, for a cover version in the near future. And what was interesting for me today was to notice this process of what I'll call calcification. And basically calcification um, is the process by which a new and experimental bit of material uh, gets sort of promoted to a permanent bit of material in my mind. It hardens, it calcifies. So at the start of the process, I imagined, say, two seconds of music that I knew I was happy with and that I was going to stick with no matter what. And over time, I noticed this chunk extend to about four seconds. And on the one hand, that could be a problem because, as I said, I wasn't happy with the material I was inventing, so I'd, I didn't really want to get stuck on it forever. On the other hand, overall, I actually felt quite good. And this is because, if nothing else, observing this process of calcification had proven to me that I had successfully affected a change in my thought patterns. And when you're stuck, I do believe that any change must be considered a victory because, again, how else are you ever going to find the idea that you want without change? So that's another lesson I've learned today, to pay attention to the calcification process and use it as evidence that I'm doing my job, which is to have different thoughts. And remember, we need to give our brains evidence of... Uh, that what we're doing is worthwhile because that's going to be very, very beneficial for motivation in the long run. Um, the last thing that I dwelt on today emerged as a result of the particular path that I ended up taking. Basically, what I noticed was that even though I was stuck, I had an idea of where I wanted to be a few seconds later. I knew that I wanted to get there and that getting there would create a nice moment. This meant that what I was stuck on was the join, which I sensed had to last for about a few seconds. Now, I've been in these situations before, and the risk with them is that the filler material ends up sounding like filler material, when really it needs to sound as captivating as the point of arrival. And this is true of the music and also of the lyrics, I would say. It's very easy to slip into very um the bad kind of mundane lyrics in these filler moments 
I know when I'm getting into these situations because I'll find myself effortlessly generating maybe 10 to 15 similar but slightly different versions of filler, but not being able to settle on any one of them. It also feels very cerebral and I've personally grown to be skeptical of music that I write when I'm in that cerebral mood. In an attempt to get out of these situations, I talk to myself about what I call hunting for the tender feeling. Um, in a lot of my songs, what I'm hunting for is that payoff of a nice tender sounding moment or chord. So to hunt for the tender feeling is to try to create a situation where a tender sounding chord is plausible. And by seeking that emotional resonance, I find it a bit easier to home in on the more optimal choices for my filler material. So the filler material situation is an interesting case of being stuck because you're faced not with too few options, but instead with a large range of mediocre ones. And in those situations, having an emotion to hunt for or to be a sort of compass is uh, quite a good antidote. Now, whether or not that emotion is tenderness depends on the overall tone of the song. So perhaps a better term would be hunting for the consistent tone or hunting for the tone of the song or simply striving to maintain consistency of tone if, if consistency is what's your, what you're after um, so in summary here's a recap of some of the ideas I've tossed out today um, I discussed the idea that fixing a musical problem is tricky because to think about music is to imagine it playing and so to fix a problem requires us to fix something that is passing by us very quickly. Uh, this makes me think that if anything the time to address the problem might be in those few seconds leading up to it when we feel it coming. So maybe that's something I'm going to be exploring more um, in the future. I hope so. Um, I touched briefly on the notion of thought cascades which I consider a sort of enemy of creativity. Um, if being creative is having new thoughts, how do we escape specific sequences of thoughts being triggered and, and repeating those? Um, I discussed the idea that the worst ideas for getting stuck on are the ones that are okay and that seem to be just about addictive enough that we have a hard time letting them go. Um, I briefly mentioned the idea of writing a bland song and then writing a more interesting cover version as a way of detaching one's ego from the song and of making the songwriting process feel less daunting overall. I described the process of calcification whereby ideas that we're testing gradually become fixed in our minds and how this could be both good and bad news. Uh, lastly, I discussed filler material and how to use the overall emotional tone of the song as a compass for choosing material that sounds more than just functional. I appreciate these are all vague ideas, uh, but the reason they're vague is that I'm grappling with them, and it's only by grappling with the fuzzy stuff that one extends the range of insight into oneself. I hope that these fuzzy reflections resonate with you, but if they don't, I encourage you anyway to introspect on your own areas of fuzziness and wish you the best of luck. Thank you.